Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the pandemic episode. I'm your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we will meet loving, talented people who, while coping with their own pandemic stress, are offering others understanding, compassion, love, and ways to relax and heal, even under the weight of current conditions. Listen with an open heart to those who, in this time of crisis, are offering their hearts and talents to us all. I'm very happy today to have as our guest, Paul Lasher, who is a teacher in Vermont. He teaches the fifth and sixth grades or has for the last 21 years. And of course, this last year and a half has been very unusual for him. Welcome, Paul. Thank you very much, Tom. Appreciate it. Well, happy to have you here. And I'm first going to ask you, I I changed my mind. I said I was going to ask you what happened the epidemic in in the first year here. But how did you get into teaching? It just occurred to me. I never didn't know how you started to become a teacher. And that was over 21 years ago, I guess. Yeah, no, I I guess I could say I've I've had a lot of good mentors over the years. In high school, I had a a ski coach that was a PE teacher and had a a major impact on my life. And uh, I saw what an impact he had on me as well as many other people. Um, And I got involved in coaching young kids and just enjoyed the energy level from them and enjoyed the interactions. And every day was was something different. Um, My dad grew up working at IBM uh, up here in Burlington. And I just saw his life of just being behind a screen on a desk day in and day out. And I knew that that was not going to be something that I could, I could do. And um, I knew that working with kids would be um, impactful and it'd be something that would um, just, just have a lot of energy to it. Like the kids bring out so much energy into in me and I hopefully bring it to them. And it's just, it, it makes going to work fun every day. That's how it should be. I mean, they call it work, but if, if they could call it fun, that would be even better. Absolutely. So now you're teaching to a fifth and sixth graders. Am I right that that's 10 and 11 approximately? Age? Yep, exactly. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah, because I my daughter's now 23, but I kind of remember when she was 10 and 11. <laughs> in sixth grade. And um, you've been doing this for a long time. Also, you're coaching. You coach. Uh, what do you coach? So I've, I've coached in the past um, soccer, boys soccer, girls soccer, um, basketball, cross-country ski racing, but currently I'm, I'm doing cross-country running and track. Right. This is the season for that. No skiing at this particular time. No, not right now. <laughs> That's interesting. I hadn't thought of it, but being in Vermont, cross-country skiing would be a sport. Yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty large in here. I mean, if you look at the Winter Olympics, the team that uh, the U.S. puts out, year in and year out typically has uh, a good fourth of them from Vermont. So it's a a pretty big sport here. That makes sense. So now I'm going to come back to that question, which I said I was going to ask it first. This was such an unusual year and a half. How had that affected you? What did you see happening and how did you respond to that? Yeah, I mean, for us, the first year, uh, first half year of March, um, we went fully remote, which meant we were trying to teach kids um, on computers. And you know, as a person myself, I, I've struggled with anxiety throughout my life. Um, and I knew that the, the pandemic was having an impact on me as well as on my students. And I, I wanted to bring some joy to them. I wanted to bring some normalcy to them. So um, I knew that um, coming up with something that would help bring smiles to their faces every day and laughter was going to be a huge thing, not just for them, but for me as well. Um, and then when we got into the full year of what we call hybrid learning, where we had 
a few days in person, a few days on the computer. Um, it honestly was probably like a, a, a brand new teacher again. Like I felt like I was in my first year teaching because everything was just so new and trying to figure out how, how to make it all work, how to teach kids remotely while I was still in person teaching kids um, in the classroom. So it was a, a very, <laughs> so, so different. And you couldn't prepare yourself for it. It was just right snap of the finger, get going, start teaching remotely and figure stuff out. And see what happens. Yeah. And did you find uh, when you were teaching remotely, the, a, a real difference in how you felt the students were taking in the information? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I think that, in fact, for some kids, it was probably a better situation. For some kids, I think that they didn't have to worry about the social aspect of school. You know, they were on the screen, they were asking questions that they needed, and that pressure or that anxiety level that came up because of social aspects was out, and they didn't worry about it. Um, but for the definitely the vast majority of kids, um, you could tell that it was different for them as well. Some of them were really struggling with the aspect of not being able to have real interactions with their peers, real interactions with their teachers. Um, and so, it, you know, it was mixed, but certainly the majority of kids were having a hard time um, taking the information in because it was a platform that was, we, we couldn't use a lot of multiple ways of teaching them. It was right there on the computer and and not being able to have them in person and breaking them into small groups or doing little one-to-one uh, -one sessions, it was kind of out the window. So that had an impact for sure. Yeah, you couldn't walk around to the tables or chairs and see what they were doing. Exactly, yeah. And did you find, um, I don't know whether testing was, is a part of what you do. Yeah, I mean, how much, because each school system is a little different. But I've been reading right. a lot that many of the testing scores were for kids who got very good marks before this were all slipped way down. Did you see that happening? Yeah, um, not not a ton actually. It was kind of I was kind of shocked by that. I mean, I saw, and mind you, I mean we're testing them where they were at home, so you know you could say this is not an open book exam of some kind or whatever and, and you don't know what kids were doing behind their screens or at home so okay. i mean it wasn't necessarily the best te testing situations um the big thing for me was um you know that we have the from the no child left behind act um doing our what we call sbac testing every year and we were told that we weren't going to have to do that testing this past year at the beginning and then toward the end of the year the federal government turned that around. And so we ended up having to do that kind of testing with kids. And I just thought that that was kind of crazy in the sense that we were really worried about kids' social and emotional um, selves. And yet we were throwing them into this week long test of one-to-one -one on their computers, just trying to figure out what they learned throughout the school year. Yeah. Well, I've, I, as a parent with two daughters who have grown up felt very, annoyed at the testing, the intense testing uh, that seemed just to say, can you, can you spit back this information as opposed to, what did you learn? How are, what are you doing? How are you coming? Right, exactly. So you came up with some pretty interesting ideas on how to keep the attention and enjoy and some fun in, in your class. I'd love you to talk about what, what you did and how that's been working out. Yeah, absolutely. So 
like I said, in March, when, when the pandemic first hit and we were going fully remote, I, I wanted to think of a way that would help me with my emotions and my anxiety. And also I knew that the level of anxiety in a lot of the kids was going to be high as well. And so I, I often when we're in person, I try to bring humor into the classroom. I try to bring ways of, of bringing smiles to kids' faces while they're learning. Um, and so I came up with the concept of, of sending the kids uh, a daily trivia question. And so the trivia questions were me dressed up in characters with costumes that my wife had from kindergarten, teaching kindergarten, what my kids might have had from Halloween, um, all different things. And, and then I would do a challenge for them so that on Friday afternoons, if I had 80% of all the fifth graders um, do the trivia correctly, then I would do challenges like shave my head into a mohawk, color rainbow color, jump into uh, Lake Champlain, our, our lake in here in Vermont um, in the middle of March when it's really cold, um, different things like that. And the kids bought into it right away. They had fun. I had a lot of parents telling me it was an awesome way for kids to start their day off because it was a fun way of getting them their minds working, look up the trivia question, answer, um, enjoy the different characters I came up with, and then work to that goal of watching me do something that would be silly in the end on Fridays. Um, and it worked out so well that I ended up not having enough costumes. So I ended up starting to contact people asking them if they could do um, trivia questions for me and I ended up getting um, a lot of you know famous celebrities I, I would say like local news anchors around us I had the state of Vermont governor Bill Scott do one um, our congressman Peter Welch um, did one for us as well as countless um, Olympic medalists um, both winter and summer Olympics um, I reached out and they they offered to do them as well so it was really uh, uplifting to see the amount of people that were willing to take time out of their schedule to help out these kids as well. That's quite wonderful. What, what would a trivia question be? Could you give me a trivia question? Sure. Um, I mean, they, they ranged from a lot of different things. So like, for instance, Phil Scott, our governor, he asked a couple different questions for the kids. One question was, um, what, what is our, what, what, what's a major export for Vermont that's sweet in the springtime? which was maple syrup. Um, another one he asked what, what, what job did he want to do when he was younger? Um, so kids had to look that up and it actually was to become a teacher. So um, things like that, as well as just, um, just geography questions, like what's the smallest uh, country in the world, considered the smallest country in the world, um, anything like that that would make them not necessarily have to work incredibly hard to find the answer, but get their brain going and get them thinking so that, when we got into other things throughout the day, they would they would be uh, more eager to learn. They'd be ready. And they would Google all that stuff. I always remember when my daughter got into like the sixth grade in a new school that she went to. And the first assignment was to Google a subject of your choice and do six PowerPoint charts uh, explaining it or something. And I went, wow, school has yeah. changed since, since I've been there. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. The Internet's definitely changed a lot of things for sure. I can see how that would excite people. Now, the costume part was just to make it f more funny, like you would be a, a bear. Yeah. Thing or... Exactly. Yeah. And I had like, I had an inflatable costume that made me look like a, a Joey inside a kangaroo belly. <laughs> I had uh, I had one where um, my wife, her uncle has a, lives on a, a quite a 
tall mountain and this past winter he actually bought a rope toe to put up it so we could we could ski on it and not be at a big ski area with hundreds of other people and, and worry about covid and i made a video there where i dressed up and it had it was another inflatable costume it made it look like an alien was chasing me as i was skiing down the slope um so a lot of fun things like that well, that sounds wonderful and when you did this trivia question they had to answer it that day or the next day or Right. So they had 24 hours to get the answer to me. So 24 hours from the point that they received right. the, the question. That's great. Um, yeah. No. And it was good. I mean, I didn't put anything on it where I said, like, you can't ask for help. You can't go and, and talk to your parents or talk to older siblings or even talk to each other. So it was a way for them to actually not just do a little research, but they, they, they used each other. They talked to each other and brought that social aspect into it as well. Well, that's wonderful because that's what one of the biggest things that's missing in this process is social aspect. Right, exactly. And that's and the Friday challenges that I did, like one of them was, uh, and the kids came up with a lot of these ideas. They said, this is what you should do. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of them was me dressing up in a costume and standing out on the, the main street that goes through town at five o'clock during rush hour traffic and holding a sign up that said, my kids did their work, so now I'm doing mine. Um, and then when when we agreed to do that, uh, I, I told kids to come by, drive by the school and, and make like kind of a caravan and say hi. And so it was neat because we had everybody in town driving through, but then we ha I had my students and students from other grade levels coming by and waving and saying hi. And it gave, again, an opportunity for kids to be social and, and feel a little bit more normal in the, in the situation we were in. Yeah, you brought <clears throat> you brought some enjoyment and fun to what is a very tough time. That was wonderful. That was, but how was it jumping in the lake? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, well, interestingly enough, uh, every year the, our Special Olympics here in Vermont puts on what they call the Penguin Plunge, and it, and it's a fundraiser. It's their biggest fundraiser, and it has um, they they let kids do it as long as they. Um, they're able to raise $150 and we go jumping into the lake in February. And I've helped organize a team from our school for probably seven years. And I've done it every single time. And I've, I've always feel like it's cold, but it's not that bad. But for some reason this year, when I went in, Oh, I, it was hard. It was tough. I came <laughs> out my, my son, who's a sophomore in high school was waiting for a towel with me. And I, I was like, give me the, I, I was ready for the towel more than I've ever been. <laughs> Yeah, that's that. I, I would. That's one of the things that I think I would avoid doing if possible. I, yeah. I, I can even remember as a youngster in a camp in Maine that one of the things that they did from every other day or some other in the morning that all kids go in the lake. And yeah. Lake in Maine, in even in August, is very cold. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Maine and the ocean and the lakes for sure. Yeah. Um, but the challenges were fun in the sense that, it, I mean, it, it brought my own family. I have two sons and, and my wife, it's a kindergarten teacher, it brought us together during this time as well. Um, so one of them, I ended up doing, the kids wanted me to get my legs waxed. So my, <laughs> my, my wife had strips of waxing uh, strips all over my legs and they all, three, three of them took turns ripping swatches of, of leg hair off of me while we had it posted on on YouTube live. So people were, were, were watching it live while it was going on. And, and so my family had a good time with it as well. They were, they were happily giving me ideas of, 
of torturing myself. Well, yeah, that's a nice idea. Let me hurt you. Let me cause yeah. you extreme pain and everyone yeah. can laugh. And yep. <laughs> well, what was your favorite one and what was your least favorite one? Um, good question. Uh, I think my favorite one was probably the last one I did. And that was, I, I had the kids that were in fifth grade come by the school in small groups of like three at a time. And I had water balloons set up for them and I let them throw water balloons at me. And it just, I mean, I will say it was painful, more painful than I thought it was gonna be. But at the same time to see their faces and see them live right there. And it, it just was such a nice way to bring an end to the school year to, to see the joy on their faces to see them being able to say hey look you survived something that a lot of kids will never have to go through hopefully um down the line like this is hopefully a once in a lifetime thing um so that was definitely a highlight for me um at the end of the school year the worst one uh it might have been i did a hot sauce challenge and i don't mind spicy foods but the hot sauces that were picked out they got hotter and hotter. And as they got to the, the most severe ones, it was not, that wasn't fun. <laughs> I felt that one for a few days. That, that's hard. I saw something, there's a show called, I think, called Champions. And one of them was the champion uh, chili eaters. And they get hotter and hotter and, and just watching the faces. So imagine watching your face. As oh, you yeah. Hotter and hotter ones. It shows very clearly how much pain you're in. Yeah, the other teachers at school would tune into these on Friday afternoons as well. And I had a lot of people email me afterwards say, saying that the, my facial expressions were priceless. So absolutely. <laughs> and, and how have the other teachers responded? Has anybody else picked up the idea to do it themselves? or um, No one else has really picked it up themselves, uh, but they've, they've taken some of those ideas and tried to do some things that were similar in a sense of like, trying to incorporate a little bit more fun um, and, and bring ways of bringing spouse to their kids' faces. So it might be like a game that they play first thing in the morning, as opposed to getting going right away into the academic sense, they would they play some games, maybe a scavenger hunt inside the, your house. So go find something that's red in your house and the kids would bring it back and show it off on the screen, right. the t computer screen. So things like that. That's good. Well, it's, you really have to work hard, not only here on the screens, obviously, but as a teacher. I mean, you when you let's walk away for a minute from the pandemic and from doing it on online, when you're in the classroom, you're standing up there and it's whatever time. How, how early do you start? What's the early morning time? So our kids uh, enter the classroom at 10 of 8 um, every day. All right. So 10 of 8 is pretty early. Uh, not if you're a farmer, I suppose, but just for a regular <laughs> being, 10 of 8. And now they're sitting down in the classroom, and I don't imagine they're fully awake yet. How, how do you deal with that? What do you, what do you, besides, you know, telling them stories? Or what do you do, I guess? Yeah, no, my, my beginning of my day, I try to have a routine. There's a, because, just because kids do much better with routines. Right. So I'll have a morning message up on my board, just welcoming them for the day. I, t I find out like um, what each day is like national ice cream day or national dog barking day, whatever it is. Uh, I put it up on the board and then I typically have a question for them to think about that we can talk, go around and share um, once the announcements have gone on. So it might be a question like um, if it was like national ice cream day, like what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Just something simple. They don't have to think a lot about 
And then I typically will have like three or four things on, on the board for them to, to work on, to choose from. It might be like work from the day before that they didn't get to finish. It might be taking out a book and reading or drawing, coloring, something that will keep them calm as more and more students trickle in. Um, and then I try to, once the announcements are done, we, we answer the question of the day and, and we will we'll pick a game. We'll play a game to start the day off and get ourselves going kind of like what the trivia question did have a little bit of fun to get us into the into the groove of things and get people blood flowing and enthusiastic that's wonderful and right now heading into the new year what is the going to be happening in your school will be all in attendance or be so the the plan right now is yeah um, we're going to be all in Uh, we just were told that we will have a, a mask mandate which is fine i think uh, the Delta variant is out there and strong. So it, it, a good way to start off for sure. Um, and especially because, you know, anybody under 12 can't be vaccinated. So it's best to be on the safe side for these kids. Right. Um, so we're going to start the year off and, and we'll be in school every day, which will be great. And it'll be the complete class together. Um, and we're the other only other changes we have. We're trying to maintain a three foot distance rule between kids. So just the way the classroom will be set up will be a little bit different than any year that I normally would set it up. Uh, normally I have kids in little groups so they could work with each other and talk about ideas. And now it's going to be more of like what a traditional classroom might look like from probably when you were in school, when I was in school where you have rows and you're kind of a little bit more separated. Right. And now on Fridays on the new new year on Friday afternoons, are they going to expect you to do tricks? Uh, I, you know, I'm sure they will. Um, we have always, right before the end of the previous school year, we have a day called we call Move Up Day, where students that are going to be entering our class in the following year have an opportunity to come in and see the space and get to know me a little bit. And it's not a long period, but they, they came in and they immediately said, hey, are we going to get to throw pies in your face? Are we going to get to uh, put pour freezing cold water on your head? And I, and I said, you know what? We'll probably end up doing something along that line. We'll get something going. We'll see. We'll see how the year unfolds. But um, you know, I think it's going to be a given thing that I'm going to end up doing every year, just because I, it does bring joy to them. It brings joy to me. Um, and I think it. Anytime you can get a kid to be enthusiastic about being there for whatever reason it is, it's a great, great opportunity. It is when you want to when you look forward to going to a class. It's so different than oh my god, I got to go to school. I have. Right something which is different because I was in college. But in that year, I had a course that met Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 8 a.m. in the winter. And I was in Pennsylvania where it was snowy all the time. The professor in that course on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. had coffee and donuts for the students. <laughs> everyone, Nobody cut the class. It was just like yeah. looking forward to have some coffee with the professor and, uh, <laughs> and then learn something. Right. Do you, do you think you'll still use trivia questions uh, as part of your day? Um, I, I think I'd like to. I haven't really thought about it that much this year, uh, but I have such a, a great library of them now, and I, I'm planning to add to it by asking other people, and then if some other costumes come my way, making some some new ones that way. I, I Again, I think it, it's a great way for even a reluctant learner to actually want to go out and find some information, and if you can catch them 
in an instance like that, then you can build off of it. And I found that like even the most reluctant learner was willing to give those, them a try. So if I can grab their attention with that and use that as a springboard uh, further learning, I think it's well worth it. And coming out of the year of the pandemic and into what we hope will be the year where it goes away, although it hasn't shown any signs of exactly doing that yet. Um, right. What do you hope for? What is your vision of the future? Yeah, I think one of the one of the positives I think from the from the pandemic has been uh, really thinking about the social emotional well being of kids. Uh, I think that schools have done an all right job thinking about that in the past, but I think this has really put it to the forefront, and it and it's so much more prevalent in our society than uh than I think people are willing to to say. Um, and it, I mean, even with the Olympics, we had Simon Biles who couldn't compete in the gymnastics because of social emotional um, issues. So I think that's been a huge plus and I'd love to see us spend more, dedicate more time to helping kids learn coping ways of dealing with that, that are positive ways, uh, bringing more mindfulness uh, meditation into classrooms to give kids a, a way of, of uh, being positive uh, of dealing with some of these problems as well. Um, so I think that's something I'd love to see more of. That's something I know I've been asking my principal. Um, we have a new superintendent coming in. I, I'm definitely going to discuss it with him as well. Um, that's what I, I see a huge chunk of our future hopefully going toward. Well, I think that's wonderful. I do wish that when you and I were in the fifth grade or sixth grade, that someone had even thought of the idea of meditation or how are you feeling or how is the stress of, did you come from a divorced family? Do you just have a, a sick sister at home? Anything that, that causes the stress and strain that all kids go through. And yeah. having a, a way to deal with that, to approach that. And I'm very glad that we have you doing that. Paul, have we lost you? Well, somehow, I think we have lost the connection here, unfortunately, but we've gotten through 90% of what we were going to do. Let's see, let's, I think I can get Paul back here. Hold on a second. Yep, you're back again. I lost you for a second there. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know, I don't know what happened. Well, it's, it's wasn't all his life. It's the pandemic happened, other things happened. We lost you for a half a minute. That's no problem, no problem. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really just going to say this, Paul, I, I am so impressed with you as a teacher, as a person, and, and you're caring for these kids and the way that you've thrown yourself, if you'll pardon the expression, into, into helping them. Uh, I know how important it was to me to have a, a teacher that when I was in uh, this area of time in my life to look up to, and I think you are a wonderful example of that. Now, if during this uh, last minute here or so we have, if anybody was looking to, to and here listening to us today and wanted to learn some more about what you're doing or maybe do it themselves in their classes if they're teachers, how could they get in touch with you? What's the best way, an email or a website? What, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, I'd say two different things. They could email me and it's plasher, P-L-A-S-H-E-R at C-V-S-D-V-T. Dot org. Okay. Um, that's my school email address. And then the other way I'd say is, you know, if you're interested in doing the trivia or even like using the trivia um, questions that I've come up with or 
had have had people come up with, they can go to YouTube and just put in Paul Lasher as a search and they'll get to my channel. And there's at least 80 to 90 trivia questions up there they could use. And the challenges are up there as well. So if they want ideas for uh, bringing some joy to their students' lives and take a look at the challenges, they can figure out which ones look more painful and less painful and go from there. <laughs> And, and less painful for them, definitely. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, Paul, this is wonderful. I thank you for being a guest because you have brought a life and a joy to, to my day. And if, I, I can see that I almost would wish to be in your class to, to get that enthusiasm every day. And keep it up and keep helping our kids. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for being a guest. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate getting, uh, getting the word out and what you're doing for for people getting word out about all individuals during this time period. So that's awesome. Absolutely. And you, you help by bringing good news to us all of what can be done. So thank you and have a great new year. Take care. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it.